Module 3, Subject 5, Gold. Gold is arguably the first sound form of money and the only asset that has proven itself not just in the last 100 years or so, but the last few millennia. Gold has been a staple of the traditional investment portfolio for as long as there have been financial markets. Furthermore, it has been a predictable store of value that has helped millions preserve their purchasing power for many generations. Advantages Scarcity Scarcity, one could argue, has been the defining factor that has enabled gold to slowly become the treasured asset that it is today. Although we may be in the dark as to how much gold exists on Earth, one thing we know for sure is that it is incredibly hard to come by. Hopefully by now, the benefits of scarcity should be fairly evident, especially after our long-winded rambles on the byproducts of our inflationary system, a system that lacks scarcity. Gold's limited supply removes the potential for large volumes of the shiny metal flooding the market, which helps to stabilise the price. Ultimately, one can feel confident that by storing a portion of their capital in gold, they should be able to preserve purchasing power over the long run. History of being an inflation hedge With the exception of Bitcoin, gold is unique as we can easily self-custody small amounts of gold. Unlike most assets, this carries the major benefit of removing any counterparty exposure. Without sounding too much like a broken record, in times of stress or times of substantial inflation, investors look to protect their capital. This results in large swaths of investors looking to minimise risk and allocate to assets that minimise counterparty exposure. This is usually good news for gold as it sits in prime position to accept incoming capital looking for a safe home. Historically, gold performs well in times of low interest and high inflation. This usually results in an increase in the price of gold. In the end, gold has proven itself to preserve purchasing power and occasionally outperform in times of stress and inflation. This makes gold a great portfolio hedge and diversifier. Custody As alluded to in the above paragraphs, gold is one asset where we can take full custody. What does this mean? Gold is considered a bearer instrument when held in physical possession. When we hold that big heavy hunk of metal in our hand, there are no other claims to that gold, in theory. It is ours and it can't be taken off us without force. When we are in physical possession of our gold, no trusted third parties are needed. Therefore, once the gold is in our possession and the transaction has taken place, it is considered final and irreversible. This is beneficial as many of these alternate assets we can invest in are derivatives of an underlying asset or require a third party to hold onto our position. In times of economic stress, if this third party goes under, or our derivative is one of many that lay claim to the same asset, we may be out of luck. Not many other assets give these advantages. However, we should note that this is limited to smaller quantities of gold. For larger quantities, you must ask yourself, do I feel secure taking personal ownership or custody of my gold? Do I have the resources to look after it securely? Central Bank Holdings 
If we need a reason to convince ourselves of gold's role as a monetary asset, look no further than the people who are responsible for dictating monetary policy, central banks. To this day, most central banks hoard gold within their reserves and are increasingly adding to these reserves in this current economic environment. In times of trouble, many do what the central banks do, hoard gold. Industrial use. Most tend to think of gold as a great store of value due to its superior monetary properties. Gold is, of course, recognized for its use as jewelry. However, gold's lesser recognized trait is that it is heavily used in manufacturing and industrial purposes, with 37% of gold being used in electronics production. This industrial use provides a unique benefit to gold as it puts a floor on the price of gold, as gold is not just a store of value. With gold being an industrial metal, as the price declines, we see demand for gold on the industrial side of things start to ramp up. This increase in demand puts a theoretical floor on the price of gold. If gold were purely a monetary metal, only being used as a store of value, there would be limited demand to support the price when prices fall. This unique characteristic makes gold a great asset for reducing portfolio volatility and downside exposure in times of stress. Disadvantages Gold-backed paper market By transitioning from physical gold to paper gold, we saw increased portability. Paper was lighter and could represent larger quantities of gold. The visibility increments of paper gold could service a range of prices more efficiently and fungibility. Gold receipts issued by a sovereign authority could be exchanged for each other without having to confirm purity of the gold. This made gold much easier to obtain and transact with. However, with any give, there is always a take, and where gold-backed paper falls short is in its ability to be manipulated. Manipulated by the same central authority that purports to guarantee its value, specifically its ability to print more receipts than gold, diluting its value and purchasing power. Unfortunately, the use of paper has turned a once traditional scarce asset into a modern fractionalized asset. What do we mean by this? Central banks are not audited. Therefore, when declaring their gold holdings, they have the ability to include IOUs. This gives them the ability to sell gold into the market, suppressing the price, as long as there is the intent to receive this gold back at a later date. How does that work? When these central banks record their total gold reserves, they count these IOUs as part of their reserves. In effect, the gold has been doubled. It is on the central bank's balance sheet as an IOU, and it has been sold into the general market. Ultimately, we have no way of proving how much gold there really is, as we can't say for certain who owns what. Does this lack of accountability really matter? This lack of accountability in gold leads to a major issue known as price suppression. Amount of something, yet in reality, supply is artificially inflated. This suppresses demand. As demand is the driver behind rising prices, quelling demand creates a suppression of price. In the end, most people are buying gold to hedge their portfolios for when times get tough. However, the issue is that we have no way of really knowing how gold will react let alone whether it will do its job as a portfolio hedge, as we don't really know how much gold is out there or how many paper claims there are to that gold.
price manipulation. In addition to the artificial supply issue above, we have also seen price manipulation on large scales with the introduction of gold futures markets. Long story short, traditionally, if we wanted to suppress the price of gold, we would have to go out, purchase gold driving up the price of gold, only to sell the gold into the market to suppress the price, a fruitless endeavour. With the invention of gold futures, hedge funds could impact the price of gold through futures contracts without ever owning gold. This alone is no cause for alarm. However, firms such as JP Morgan have been caught, and we quote, flooding derivative markets with orders that traders don't intend to execute to trick others into moving prices in a desired direction, end quote. This resulted in JP Morgan paying out fines amounting to $920 million for misconduct and market manipulation. Price cannibalism. With gold being a natural resource, price tends to impact supply and vice versa. For instance, if the price of gold starts to rise, then gold mining operations revenue increases. When revenue increases, these gold mining operations can branch out and mine in more costly areas which were otherwise unprofitable. Therefore, mining operations are highly incentivized to increase operations and mine more the higher the price goes. The downside to this increased mining is that it elevates the supply of gold being sold onto the market, which puts downward pressure on the price of gold. On the flip side, if gold prices start to drop, gold mining operations become less profitable. At a certain point, mining becomes unprofitable and they can no longer operate in areas with greater cost of extraction. This causes a reduction in the supply of gold entering the market reducing price suppression, allowing prices to rise more easily again. With that said, this expansion and contraction of the gold supply can be both beneficial in times of falling prices or a major headwind in times of rising prices. Custody We highlighted custody as being a major benefit to gold as an asset class, but this notion of self-custody can also present challenges. These challenges can include, but are by no means limited to, how do we store it? Where do we store it? How do we keep it secure? Should we insure it? These risks become more acute as we store more wealth in gold. How much wealth do we feel comfortable keeping in our homes? What if we were robbed? These questions arise when thinking about the self-custody of gold. You may then ask yourself, what about storing it with someone trusted? As we have talked about at length, if major economic stresses arise, we face the risk of complete loss if our gold is not in our possession. There are avenues to go down to reduce third-party exposure while also relying on a trusted intermediary. However, that opens up a whole other can of worms which we won't get into. Conclusion Gold can be an incredible investment in times of high inflation and low interest rates, as long as we do our due diligence. Ensure you understand your intentions when buying gold. Is it to hedge your portfolio in times of stress, add to portfolio diversification, etc. If you purchase gold as a hedge for economic downturns, you want to limit counterparty exposure so that if things go belly up, you have direct access to your gold. You may have a flawless plan, but it doesn't matter if it's poorly executed. A side note. For the purpose of this course, we have stuck to the primary assets that are widely known. 
However, it is difficult to talk about the merits of gold investment without mentioning silver. Silver investment mirrors a lot of the advantages and disadvantages that we discuss here in gold. However, silver does tend to experience greater volatility, resulting in wider and more erratic price action. Thank you.